Good afternoon, Moablandia. This is Lisa, your host of Great Wide Open here at KZMU every uh, second Monday of the month at 4 p.m. Pretty exciting because today I am actually in the studio again. And uh, ironically, I've only been in the studio for three shows since this show started because of um, a little virus that got in the way of um, life as we knew it. But I'm here today and it is our second annual media review show, pre-Christmas media review show. And we're doing a little bit of a twist on the typical holiday book review show because now, let's face it, we live in a multimedia environment these days and not everyone maybe wants to or cares to sit down and read a lot of the great books that are out there, but maybe has other ways that they like to consume information or inspiration. So we're going to talk about all kinds of things today. And if you are out there listening and you would like to participate in this holiday or winter media review, I am going to attempt for the first time ever to take calls live and on the air. So do know if you call, you will be live and on the air but I would love to hear from you out there. This media review show is a collaborative effort and most of what I'm gonna talk about today are contributions I've received from other people, not just things that I've read or listened to or look at. So we're gonna get things rolling with this review um, with social media. So social media is um, currently a lot of people's best frenemy. It is a great source of inspiration in many ways, and it also obviously has some downsides that we hear about a lot. But one thing about social media that can be really great is that you can um, learn things or learn about experiences or even other forms of media through your interaction with a social media platform. I often will use Instagram for getting information about training or climbing adventures or whatnot, whatever kind of thing I'm interested in. And I'm going to share with you a few Instagram sites that myself and some of my contributors have interfaced with and find beneficial. Because it's wintertime, so we got a lot of downtime with the sun setting far too early these days. But it's also a great time to get um, some routines into your life. Like, for me personally, I like to really work on my mobility during the wintertime uh, because it's a really important part of getting out there and enjoying the outdoors, whether you're a a boater or a hiker or a cyclist or a climber. Everybody needs a lot of mobility and it's just a great thing to work on your entire life so that you enter this evil old age thing, feeling good and remaining mobile. One of the sites that I like is a site called Carrie's Pilates Room and this was a stumble upon. And she has on her site, there's, you know, a lot of that social media malarkey of pictures of perfect lives, which, you know, we can all think what we want about that kind of stuff. But she also has these great little video snippets 
that are focused on certain types of mobility. And you can watch them. She does them in like a fast motion. You can learn these activities and and you can, you know, start making a little list for yourself of mobility exercises to do, focusing on perhaps things you enjoy doing or perhaps in a temptation bundling kind of way, focusing on things that maybe you have a weakness on. Because we all want to get out there and enjoy the great outdoors and feel good while we are doing it. The other great thing about most of the sites that I tend to frequent are that they don't require pretty much anything but a spot on a floor and maybe like a chair or something like that. Maybe a few other things uh, if you want to, you know, start going a little deeper into these things. But anyway, I would check that out. It is uh, Carrie's Pilates Room and Carrie is spelled K-E-R-I. We will have... Um, links to all these things on the website later on this week after we get the show uploaded. So check that out. You can scroll through and find things to do while you're perhaps watching some of the shows or documentaries we're going to talk about later. Another site that I really enjoy getting input from is our very own Moab Physical Therapy and Rehab. And I've actually gone to them as a client and I frequent their social media posts for recommendations on things to do for stability and mobility. And you can find actually PT tips for something that you personally might be struggling with, like if you're having shoulder issues or knee issues or something like that. They also have um, a bunch of nutrition information on their posts. And Best of all, they have a lot of really cute dog posts and they do a lot for and with underdog rescue. And so you can see um, cute puppies while you are doing some mobility exercises or doing your shoulder PT. They have, uh, I think it's on Tuesdays. Let's see if I can figure that out. Yes, how to Tuesdays. So if you check their social media on a Tuesday, you're going to get some pretty in-depth information about how to correctly do things. For example, the most recent one was the lunge. And they have good diagrams with key tips showing you how to align yourself if you don't have someone to watch over you. So we like that. Another Instagram account that I follow and a lot of my climber friends follow is Natasha Barnes. Natasha Barnes is a doctor of chiropractics. She's based out of the Bay Area. She was a competitive climber a um, bunch of years ago and then at some point became a competitive weightlifter, I think after she graduated from, from school. And she has also on her Instagram a lot of videos and posts that are not <coughs> necessarily skewed to climbing, but there is definitely um, a climbing, a strong emphasis on climbing in her posts. The other great thing about Natasha is that she um, is one of those trainers out there who puts a really um, intense emphasis on strength versus size. And as we've talked about in this show before and other shows, 
there can be a lot of pressure to feel a certain size to do certain sports or certain activities. And she definitely dispels that myth. Her concept that strength is a core foundation for building your fitness versus being um, a particular size if you're a particular type of athlete. So she's really been breaking those stereotypes and emphasizing on how important it is to just be a strong human being if you want to be out there and doing your thing no matter what it is. Anything from hiking to hucking your meat off steep cliffs, it's going to always be beneficial to be strong. Kind of tying into that and to Natasha's approach to treating her um, athletes or her injury injured folks is um, an Instagram site that I learned about from our news director, Molly Marcello, and that is a site called Unlikely Hikers. And Unlikely Hikers is a diverse, anti-racist, body-liberating outdoor community featuring the underrepresented, underrepresented outdoor person. And if you follow that account, you get to see all kinds of people who are out there enjoying the outdoors who don't fit into what can be some fairly narrow constraints or perceptions about what what a climber is, what a mountain biker is, what a hiker looks like. And it has a lot of great resources for folks who might fit into those categories to find resources that are available to them to make their experience in the outdoors more pleasant. They do things like group hikes, and they also do things like gear reviews, which can be a really important thing if you're a person who doesn't necessarily fit into one size fits all. Um, Not even just for your clothing, but for things like sleeping bags or backpacks, things like that. We're not all the same, and they recognize that, and they provide a platform for people to share their experiences and um, share information about all those things. So that's all I have right now for social media accounts. If you have any kind of social media account that you follow that you find beneficial to help you in your adventures in the outdoors, Give us a call here at 259-5968 and tell us about it. So we're going to move on. We're going to still stick with the the media aspect of things. Um, Podcasts are somewhat of a social media-esque kind of thing in the way that they tend to be consumed in nice, tidy little doses. And I am a huge podcast fan, so I certainly love those things. I mean, you can get a lot of listening done in just drive to Grand Junction and back. A very popular podcast amongst my, as we all know, I'm a climber first and foremost, and a very popular podcast that we all like to listen to is the Power Company podcasts. And they have a bunch of different types of podcasts you can listen to. And even though it is a climbing specific podcast in many ways, it gets pretty nerdy and into the weeds on climbing. There are actually, if you're a non-climber, I think there's things that you can listen um, and appreciate in terms of some of their athlete interviews and their concepts that they deal with, like dealing with fear or dealing with um, issues of control or relinquishing control as an athlete, 
which is a big topic for any sport because a lot of times um, that can be a huge factor holding someone back in their progress. Um, so that's a great podcast that I super enjoy and super enjoy. That's a <laughs> classic. Anyway, <laughs> moving right along, um, another mostly climbing specific podcast that has been um, sent to me and some recommendations and I thank everyone who sent me in their reviews, is the Runout Podcast. And the Runout Podcast is hosted by two longtime climbers, Andrew Bisharat and Chris Calouse. And together they have a podcast that is more of an interview concept lifestyle podcast than Chris Calouse's Enormocast that you climbers may be familiar with. Um... So they they just freestyle it a little bit more and you get to hear a little bit more of the lifestyle and behind the scenes stories of these athletes and a lot of a lot more kind of personal touches that you might not see again if you're following someone's strictly social media accounts. And then moving on to a little bit more of a serious topic, um, we can't say enough us public radio listeners about Radio West. Uh, They just had their, I think, 20-year anniversary recently. I remember the first time I heard Radio West and how entranced I was by this guy, Doug Fabrizio. I'm like, I can't tell if I like it or not, but I certainly was drawn into it and have basically listened to this show for 20 years. And they have changed sort of the direction of their show in recent years from almost a straight interview show, more to like a concept show. And they did a three-part series on the mega drought in the American West. And it is a really, really interesting look at where we're going with this drought and the history of the ancient history of droughts to the present and beyond what we can, what, if anything, we can do about these droughts in the future and it may not be a podcast or a series that is totally specific to outdoor recreation but obviously climate and weather are intrinsically linked to outdoor recreation and just enjoying the outdoors and we live in a very arid state and it looks like our water situation is not going to fix itself without some dramatic measures and it's just a really interesting conversation it's a three-part series and you can find that on radio west and that's going to wrap it up for the podcast segment of this show if any of you have any podcasts that you really enjoy listening to that might have a tie into the outdoors please do give us a call and Let us know what you are listening to these days. We have covered some podcasts and some social media accounts that one might find interesting or beneficial um, in getting them psyched or trained or motivated or whatever for getting out there in the great wide open. And now we're going to move on to visuals because we all, apparently, in America especially, love um, a great series or a great show Uh, and I love a great series a great show I'm a big fan of documentaries Uh, 
And for this segment, we have five uh, films or shows or show series that have been suggested to us to review for this show. And um, also, full disclosure, I haven't seen or read or heard necessarily everything that we are reviewing today since I am the only uh, person in the chair right now. So we're going to leave you hanging on some stuff. You're just going to have to be curious enough to check it out if it sounds appealing. So I'm going to try to make it sound appealing to you. Um, One series that um, I recently have been introduced to is called Standing on Sacred Ground. And like the Mega Droughts series from Radio West that we talked about in the last segment, this isn't necessarily a series of films that is specific to the great outdoors or outdoor recreation, but it is intrinsically tied to um, the relationship between outdoor recreation and the land. And a lot of us who are doing ambulatory activities feel like we're doing a really low-impact activity. And it's definitely inarguable that it is lower impact than, say, a mining project or uh, creating a highway. But to indigenous peoples, that might not be the case. And this series of films really makes one aware of the fact that even if we have a lesser impact, we still have an impact and we are still doing an activity that may not be in line with how an indigenous population feels their land should be treated. And it's definitely something to think about when one is out there doing his or her thing that... You know, we we look at it as rafting, but an indigenous person might look at it as polluting a very important part of their way of life. Not saying that rafting is polluting for all my rafting friends out there, but just saying that it's something to consider. And another film that is not necessarily a direct tie-in to outdoor recreation, but there's no way one can... you. you it's just these people are athletes they're insane athletes they're adventure athletes in the most extreme sense and these are the honey hunters from um nepal and there's a short film 36 minutes called the last honey hunter and it shows these people going into these deep mountains to harvest honey from extremely remote locations on cliffs and when you watch what they do they're definitely they're insane athletes and they're incredibly have incredible ingenuity in how they get this task done they climb these ladders it's definitely not safe I'm not recommending anyone um, go to Nepal and try this but Nepal is one of those countries that is impacted heavily by recreation tourism. And these people are trying to carve out a traditional life where they, you know, have been generation after generation collecting honey and also view it as a chosen task that has been given to them by one of their gods. The way they cross rivers, the way they scale these cliffs, um, If you think you are an outdoor adventurer, 
I'd suggest giving The Last Honey Hunter a look because it's completely mind-blowing what these people are doing. Then we have a film that is really making a lot of waves this year. Um, it was produced by um, Jimmy Chin and his wife Chai. I cannot pronounce her last name correctly, but I will try. Vassar Riley, I believe. I don't know. Anyway, um, they rose to fame with their Academy Award-winning free solo movie featuring Alex Honnold. And that's a climbing movie that probably a lot of you folks have seen, whether you're climbers or not. I think we reviewed that last year, but um, they learned the story, as I think many of us did, of the soccer team in northern Thailand that got trapped in a cave, young boy soccer team. This was in 2018. And just the insanely daring rescue that went on, and it did not happen quickly to get these boys out. And this movie is really interesting too, because as they tell it, they thought they had the movie that they were going to make. And then a bunch of footage was sent to them. So there's like a story behind the story. It's pretty fascinating. Um, I would definitely put this on my list of winter movies to check out. And then we could probably spend an entire hour talking about the newly released sender film, The Alpinist. Um, the Alpinist is a story about a young Canadian climber named um, Marc-Andre Leclerc. And these guys who have made many other climbing movies where they follow somebody around... Um, and, you know, tell their story. They want to follow this guy around, but he is a very unique individual. And he, as he tells it, he is interested. He becomes, you know, engaged with the fact that to be a full-time climber, you have to do things that require... A certain amount of exposure, um, public exposure, whether you like that or not. And so he agrees to do this movie with these guys and they follow him on some just absolutely insane climbing adventures. But then there's a twist and that twist we're going to save for the those of you who don't know his story, but Suffice it to say, they don't get the movie that they are planning on getting. But deeper than his climbing is just the individual that he is. And that has been the overwhelming response from my climbing friends who I solicited reviews from. Everybody is like, oh my God, have you seen The Alpinist? Have you seen The Alpinist? Um, comments like, Marc-Andre Leclerc is a once-in-a-generation climber, but also just a completely unique human being. And it's his personal story that is possibly more compelling than his climbing story. And the two are, they, they do go hand in hand. He becomes a climber at a young age, and his journey is just entwined with climbing his personal relationships are inclined with twining 
Um, one of my friends said, I recently watched Sender Film's latest documentary called The Alpinist, which is about a little-known Canadian alpinist named Marc-Andre Leclerc. The film begins with an interviewer asking Alex Honnold, the bald soloist from the Oscar-winning Free Solo movie, who is on his radar, and Alex answers Marc-Andre. Luckily for us viewers, Marc-Andre was also on the radar of Peter Mortimer, who goes to Canada to follow Marc-Andre on some of his climbs. He is a soloist like Alex, but the routes he climbs are huge remote mountains requiring all kinds of skills, from rock climbing to insanely technical ice and mixed climbing, all without a rope, and with the utmost calm and control. The footage is absolutely jaw-dropping, and Mortimer is able to document the exposure and danger so well that it almost makes Free Solo seem tame. Sender also does a great job telling Mark's story, and it is a film that I think climbers and non-climbers alike will enjoy. And another comment that this person made was that he just is a luminous personality, and that um, I think Sender Films did a really good job encapsulating the fact that he is a luminous person and they did a great job putting this story out there even roger ebert.com had some amazing things to say about this film and we don't want to give you any spoilers but check out this movie even if you know how the entire story plays out you're gonna be on the edge of your seat my palms were just sweating and like I said, we could do a completely deep dive into this movie because so many people responded to it as their go-to list. So whether you're a climber or not, I think um, if you have a great appreciation for life as well as a great appreciation for the outdoors, check out this movie. And another one that's on the top of a lot of the climbers lists and adventurists lists is... Um, a film called 14 Peaks, which follows a Nepalese former British, British soldier who climbs 14 8,000 meter peaks in seven months. And climbing one 8,000 meter peak in a year seems just like a lot. Um, your body just gets destroyed. You're living in um, what people are probably familiar with from into thin air called the the dead zone the death zone where you don't have enough oxygen and your body just basically starts to deplete and deplete and deplete um and it's a pretty cra i haven't seen this one yet but i can't wait to see this one it is on my list it sounds just like an incredible adventure and it's an adventure for someone who is from someone who is not, you know, necessarily like the poster boy that you're seeing on billboards um, all over New York City or anything like that. He is uh, a Nepalese guy and made this challenge for himself. And yeah, you can't wait to see how they put all that together. All right. Well, we are here on the air at the second annual media review show for Great Wide Open. And our own beloved Howard Trenholm has just walked in the studio 
And he actually walked in and said, I just saw 14 peaks and it was amazing. So um, there's another recommendation for 14 peaks. So, and Howard, I think you've gone climbing here and then in your life, but you're not necessarily identifying as a climber and you really enjoyed that movie. So, yeah, he's not, he's shaking his head and nodding his head. Uh, <laughs> I can interpret that for you. Well, uh, annual review show would be nothing without the book segment of it, right? Because we all like to read our books in the wintertime, especially when we might have a little bit more time with these long, 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 dark light nights. Oh, I will also say another plug for um, Standing on Sacred Ground as we seg into this book segment, they have transcripts available for all of their films. So if you do prefer um, a reading interface to a watching or listening interface, Standing on Sacred Ground um, offers you both of those options. Um, I love a good Mary Roach book. I think probably a lot of folks out there do. And Mary Roach has a new book out this year called Fuzz, When Nature Breaks the Law. And again, it might seem at, on face that this is not necessarily an outdoor recreation related pick, but it is in the sense that uh, we are encroaching on wildlife in so many ways in our lives. And we do with outdoor recreation, uh, especially with animals like bears and mountain lions, and then maybe animals we don't um, see as much because they are more afraid of us as we are of them. But with these larger predator animals, um, there's a lot of human interactions. And typically, the wildlife does not fare super well in these. So Mary Roach in this book asks, when we encroach on the habitat of wild creatures, is it any surprise that they advance on ours? And I've heard some passages from this book. Again, I have not yet read this myself, but it has come highly recommended. And I think it really ties in well with the outdoor recreation lifestyle. A book that was recommended to me this year, again, we actually did have included on our review show last year. And that is Virga and Bone, Essays from Dry Places by Craig Childs. And as I've always set out with a show, um, I don't necessarily require of myself or anyone else to present things that are of the year. It's just what motivates you or inspires you to, um, you know, something that's like goes hand in hand with your outdoor experience. And this book just continues to pop up um, from numerous friends. So I would say if you have not had a chance yet to read Virga and Bone, do put that on your list. Uh, it was published in late 2019, so it is fairly current. And as mo a lot of us know, Craig Childs is just such a great, um, evocative writer and talks about all kinds of things that are relevant to us in this region. A book that came out of... Um, Experiences During Quarantine um, was written by Pam Houston and Amy Irvine called Quarantine Missives. Um, and Airmail, air, air Letters of Politics, Pandemics, and Place. And Pam Houston and Amy Irvine met online during the, uh, during the pandemic and shared letters about 
their um, love of place in Colorado and Utah. We did review one of Amy Irvine's books last year on our show, uh, Desert Cabal, and her writing, she's a former climber. We've talked about that before, I believe. And her writing is just really, and as is Pam Houston's, it's really beautiful writing. And it's a really unique experience that is a positive that came out of people who love the outdoors being um, stuck indoors, maybe more than they cared to, but found a way to share their passion for the outdoors and the beautiful places that we live in. Another book that was recommended last year and popped up on a bunch of recommendations this year, so we're going to include it again this year, is Braiding Sweetgrass. And Braiding Sweetgrass is a a story about alternative forms of Indigenous knowledge outside of traditional scientific methodologies. And it talks a lot about the relationship between land and humans and I think, again, that just ties in with this whole concept of working with the land in our outdoor recreation activities versus pounding ourselves against it. And we can do that, but hopefully with a respect for those who came before us and that the land does not mean the same thing to everybody. So we got to keep that in mind when we're out there. I listened recently to the Radio West annual book review show and they mentioned this book and then Doug Fabrizio did an interview with a writer named Porter Fox and he has um, recently written a book that is about the future of winter. It is called The Last Winter and I will say um, that interview with Doug Fabrizio was a bit harrowing. we still don't know, obviously, what what our future what's in what's in our future for climate, but um, as a lifelong skier, Porter Fox has a very distinct interest in cold, snowy weather, and he, like many people, has started to notice less winter, less snow, and how places are changing. And interestingly, a lot of the people who he interviews for his book come from a similar background. They're outdoor um, or winter athletes who started noticing changes in their environment and that put them on a course for um, biology projects or research projects and a mission to protect our winters. I'll also put in a plug for protect our winters. Um, You can check out the work that they are doing. They are not a podcast or a movie or a book, but they are an organization that is out there and working to protect our winters. And I'm going to wrap up my book review with something that is a little bit more light for those of us who don't always want to be thinking every minute of every day. But the aforementioned Jimmy Chin has also released a book called There and Back, Photographs from the Edge. And he has stunning photographs of years, from years and years and years of adventures, many different types of adventures, as he is a multi-sport enthusiast and exceptional athlete at all those things, and an exceptional documentarian. He started with his camera taking still images of athletes doing their thing in wild places, 
and obviously has moved on to become an Academy Award-winning film director. But this book has just some amazing images in it, and tied in with these images are stories about how these images came to be. So it's a coffee table book, but it's a coffee table book with a little bit more to it because you get to hear the background story behind these things. So I hope that you will check out some of these things. Once again, I've got a long list of things that I'm going to need to check out with all the great recommendations from friends from near and far. And I thank each and every one of you for your contributions to the show. And we look forward to seeing you next month on the second Monday for Great Wide Open conversations about the outdoors and outdoor recreation here in Moab and beyond.